Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Hey folks, it's Tony Collier and you are listening to the Still Coloring Podcast. And I'm so excited about this episode with my girl Juan Day. She is the only and the first female artist in Reach Records label. Y'all know Reach Record. We've got Lecrae, Andy, Minio. I mean, all those guys over there. And then we have Wanda, and she is incredible, y'all. She has an incredible new song called Wild and Free. Trust me, you want to listen to it. You're going to be dancing so hard. But her debut song was Blessed Up. And let me just tell you, as many incredible things that have happened to Wanda in her career, and she's gotten to go into the Grammys and ESPN, Netflix has used her song, USA Today, Apple, all kinds of companies. She still puts her faith literally first. In this conversation, y'all, as we're talking about this idea of worshiping when it hurts, Wanda just gets so honest about her brother and how he's in solitary confinement. And it's been this hard, really difficult road of choosing to worship God anyway. In the episode, she says, hold on. The Lord truly loves you. Joy comes in the morning and there's people that need you and love you. So just continue to hold on. If you are trying your best to hold on to your faith, to hold on to everything that's good in a world when everything seems real bad. I just want you to lean into this episode. And then when you're all done with it, share it with somebody, your friends, your mama and them, and make sure you dive right on in. See you there. You know, one of the things that I think I needed the most when I was going through a divorce and transitioning out of some really toxic and abusive relationships and environments is a roadmap. I needed like the way out. Like, how do I actually do this? How do I find counseling? How do I begin to practice gratitude? How do I transition toxic relationships out? Like I need some actual practical. Okay. And I didn't have that. I had to discover and stumble upon resources and strategies and ways and friends and find new community and pray to the Lord up above to rescue me out of brokenness. And here's the deal. I don't want any other women to go through that. I I want to be able to provide a resource to women all around the world to help them heal a little bit easier. Because I just think finding hope again should be easier than what we've been through. And so I've officially launched my healing community groups. They're called 100 Hopeful Women, and it's beautiful. I can only hold about 100 women in the groups at a time. We're going to go down the six to eight week journey of just strategizing what it looks like to heal from anxiety, depression, abuse, church hurt, financial struggle. I mean, eating disorders, all the things. I'm going to walk with you as your hope coach with a group of other women who were like, yeah, let's go get some healing and we're going to do the thing. So if you're interested at all in learning more about 100 Hopeful Women, I want you to go to tonyjcollier.com backslash hope. I'm excited to hopefully one day soon be your hope coach. See you soon. 
Oh, well, I am so very excited uh, for so many reasons. We are in a series right now on the Still Coloring podcast called Worshiping When It Hurts. And we are talking to all artists, worship artists, people that can sing, people that can flow. For those of you that don't know what flow mean, that, that means rap, okay? Um, all these different people about this idea that when life gets really hard, when we're in the valleys, when it sucks real, real bad, we can still worship a good God, even when everything seems to be bad. And I'm so excited that I have the special guest in the room, in the building, um, one day. Let me just say this, okay? I can't remember what year it was, and I don't even know if you remember this at all. But my husband, Sam, has done a lot of uh, work with Reach Records and all the things. And we went there to do something. I don't even know. He was probably recording something, helping somebody with a track. I don't even know. And um, it was a lot of us there. And I think we went to Chipotle, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe it was some restaurant down the street from the studio. And we all ordered and we all sat down and you were there. And... I, you hadn't like been like an artist with reach just yet. You were just, I don't even know where you came from. I was like, oh, I love this girl. Usually it's like all guys. Like, this is great. Like, usually I'm just a wife that's hanging around, bopping around. And you were there and you were just chilling. Like, I don't know what was going on with your life. I was like, oh, like, what do you do? You were like, oh, da, da, da. I, we literally sat like right by each other. And then like a year later, I see this announcement all over reach records. The first woman female rapper i'm like oh snap who is it and (laughs) it was freaking you and i was like i just sat with this girl a year ago in chipotle and here's what's crazy you're so kind you were so humble you were just chilling i would have never known that you were this incredible boss artist spitting bars going hard powerhouse because you had such a grace-filled demeanor and it, you weren't flashy. You weren't like trying to be all these things for everybody. And there were like some heavy hitters in the room. And I just, it made me so happy. I remember I ran to Sam. I'm like, baby, it's that girl. It is that girl. <laughs> and she she owned the thing. She a rapper. She a whole rapper. And I just think that says something about your character. When I like did the season, when I put the season together, I was like, I cannot wait to talk to her about what that journey looked like. So can mm-hmm. you share with us like, how did you become the first female artist with Reach Records with Lecrae and Ace Harris and 1K Few and all these guys? Like, what was that process like for you? Let us know. Yeah. So it was definitely a journey. It was definitely <laughs> not an overnight process. Yeah. Um, so actually, whenever we had met each other, I was working for Reach. So oh. um, so I actually used to work for them on the admin side. Come on. And so it was very interesting because I had like a duality process going on yeah. of like God telling me, Hey, I want you to be a rapper. I want you to be an artist. Come but on. then at the same time, my reality was looking like, well, my reality is I'm being offered an admin position. So wow. we're, gonna, we're gonna see what that looks like. Um, so for me, like through that season, it just looked like me being faithful where I was at. I feel like I'm actually really grateful for how everything happened just because it really refined my character. So I think um if I would have gotten like famous per se, whenever I was 16, I'd be a completely different person. I'd yeah. just be like, oh yeah. <laughs> but God was like, you know, we're going to take some years. We're going to find you. Um, I think it definitely changed how everything happened. So for me, that looked like, okay, being faithful with whatever he's given me. So what he had given me at that time was an admin job. So for that, that looked like, you know, showing up to work, doing my job, being respectful, all of that stuff. And then it looked like after work, still working on my songs, still doing all that stuff to like, still like grow that talent, grow that ability. And so 
it definitely was a trying process. I found out behind the scenes, like while I was working, they were having like exec meetings and like debating like, oh my gosh, we found Wanda on YouTube. They were like, oh, should we sign her? And then some people were like, I don't know. Like, you know, should we, what if that's like too stressful for her job? And other people were like, forget her job. She can just be a rapper. <laughs> and so they were like having debates it. for like several months actually. And then I found out um, that the December, so I, it actually was really fast, but in the moment it felt like forever. Yeah. But um, I started working there about maybe August, no, well, July. I started working there like July in the summer. And then I got offered a contract in about December. So about a six month process. Yeah. Um, but I had also worked there previously a year before as an intern for about three months in the summer. So One it was definitely a trying process. So it was just a testimony of just being faithful with what you have, working hard, yeah. and then God speaking to who he needs to speak to. Yeah. And, you know, advocating for you behind the scenes. Come on. And you just being faithful. So that way, when the time comes. Sis, listen, that's a word for somebody right there. Let me just say, because I, I think... Sometimes like in this Christian walk, like we have all these gifts, we have all these talents, like you're, you know, busting your behind at home, you're working on your craft and your music, and yet you over here on a computer, okay, using administrative skills. And sometimes it can feel like, like, God, have you forgotten about the fact that you put these gifts on the inside of me? Like, mm -hmm. what about my music? What about my craft? What about my art? Like, it, you have me in this place right now. And I love that you said, but God's working behind the scenes for you. Like in places that you don't even know your name is being brought up in rooms, your name is being brought up because God's working something out like way behind the scenes than we can ever imagine. And let me just tell you, the first song that you came out with, like officially with Reach Records was Blessed Up. And yeah. oh, my gosh, it went, it's like four million listens on Spotify alone. Yeah. And if you haven't listened and you listen to this right now or watching this right now, you need to go Blessed Up. OK, it is amazing. I want to read a couple things that God has done in your life. All right. You got a Grammy nomination for your work on Toby Mac's recent album, okay? Michelle Obama, all right? She did a, a playlist of women who inspired her, It's and you were on it. I'm like, what's even happening right now? Netflix <laughs> is using your music to debut a new series called Free Ridge. ESPN featured your music during the NBA, the WNBA, and NFL seasons. Uh, USA Today is recognizing you as a top six Christian hip-hop artist to know. Apple is using her in a music deb to debut or using your music to debut the launch of the iPhone 12 mini. They it, like, I just feel like all of these accolades are a reflection of your willingness to do the behind the scenes work with God, the behind the scenes work with your craft and let God carry the rest. Would you say that's what's happening? Honestly, yeah, because I think even with all those accolades, like, yeah. those all came in moments where, like, I didn't ask for those things. Like, mm. I wasn't seeking out, like, oh, my gosh, let me be on ESPN. Yeah. And I'll even say in those seasons, too, like, I think I would have downplayed myself to not yeah. even shoot my shot for something like that. So I think God even revealed to me, like, he was ministering to me through those things of, like, hey, just because you're a Christian, don't think that I can't elevate you in other spaces. So he actually ministered to me that, like, hey, you don't have to switch up and make, like, just like on the borderline music that's like, you know, just, oh, is it Christian? I don't know. Uh, like you can make explicitly Christian music and he can still be like, oh, we're still going to play it for Netflix or, oh, we're still going to play it for ESPN. So for me, like that was also encouraging of like, oh, they're using the Jesus part of the song when LeBron is shooting the, I was like, this is great. Come so for on. me, it was really cool seeing that, like all that take place. And like, it was really encouraging to me to yeah. like continue to be myself. Well, I want to lean into that real quick because I do think we live in a society right now where people do feel like they have to, 
you know, water down a little bit your your Christian faith. I mean, is Jesus all up and down your timeline? Like people, make no mistake, when you go to your Instagram and your TikTok, it's all Jesus all the time. You even did like the women of the Bible roll call that went totally yeah. viral. So crazy. I was like, hallelujah. Ha, ha, hallelujah. It was so cute. I just, I loved it. It went so viral and so crazy, but you you are not watering down your beliefs. And I want to talk about that for a little bit because I feel like there's someone listening that's like, well, if I'm going to do music, if I'm going to be an artist, if I'm going to put my artwork out there, whatever it is, like, I, I can't, like, I can't tell anybody about my faith. Like, I need to hide it if it's going to go mainstream into these spaces. Like, what would you say to that person? What keeps you making sure that your faith is pushed out there with your music and it's not tampered or watered down? Yeah, I think it's like just trusting God. I think every day you trust God, you learn to trust him a little more. I actually heard this really amazing analogy um, that someone did. And so they were saying you have to always remember like who's in control and who's the one Mm. helping you get to where you are today. So he used an example of like, oh, say your son um, is lifting in the gym and he's lifting 200 pounds, but he's not actually lifting it. You're just holding the bar (laughs) up and down and pulling it. But he's like, yeah, "Yeah, dad, yeah, I'm I'm killing it. And so the day that like your son forgets about you and it's like, oh, yeah, I was the one who was doing it this whole time. It was all because of me. And they try to do that by themselves. Like they're literally be crushed by the weight of everything they're trying to, you know, to do. And so I think that's one thing that keeps me to keep going and be uh, unapologetic about my faith, because like I just truly believe like I'm where I am today because God really positioned me there and he's the one pulling me along. He's the one opening the doors. I'm just being a vessel and going. But if I ever forget and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's just because I'm musically talented. I don't need God. Then he's like, oh, you want to feel the weight of all that pressure that it takes to do you know, what this uh, this calling calls you to do? You can you can do it. I can let you feel it. But I think because I'm doing it God's way and I'm following his position and I'm being unapologetic, he's showing me what it can look like if he's carrying the load and he's the one like leading me along the way. I just love that. I love it because, well, so what's great about you, I I think if I got this accurate, is like you've been following God for a long time. Like you made a decision when you were younger in your teen years, like this is what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm going for it. Now, me, on the other hand, unfortunately, it took me about 21 years and I did it wrong for so long. And honestly, my own strength, my own way, like I love to work. I love to use my gifts and talents like I'm I'm going to drive. I'm going to do it. But I, I find myself completely depleted. You're right. Like when I'm leaning on my own strength, my own gifts and talents, when I think I got it all together, I'm so this, I'm a wonderful communicator, it just crushes me in a different way. And I, I think what you're saying is God is coming to us and saying, listen, I've put these things on the inside of you, but don't get it twisted. Like I'm protecting you in moments where you don't know you need protecting. I'm opening doors that are for you. And if you become untethered to me, then you may walk through the wrong door and it could crush you. And I just love that you're reminding people of that. And I love that God is showing through you and all the things in the doors that he's open for you that like he's still on the throne and he's still doing it for people. And I just love that. And I think that's so inspiring. All right, fam, I'm about to let y'all in on a little secret. Maybe it's like a family secret, but when Sam and I first got married, 
I remember I was so nervous about cooking and being a wife and figuring this whole thing out with him because he was such an amazing guy. And he goes to me, hey, if you don't want to cook, like you don't have to cook. I said, hold on real quick. Let me just let me get my phone out and record you so that you can um, have some proof that this actually went down. And it's crazy because for the first years of our marriage, I really didn't cook. But then with the kids, Dylan, our daughter, and our sweet little boy, Sammy, like there was something in me that just missed being in the kitchen. But the truth is I travel and I speak and I got tons going on and I'd be trying to buy groceries and then everything goes bad because we're gone. And it's just, it's it's been hard, but I didn't give up on it. And I'm so excited y'all because I discovered this brand called Prep Dish and It's so cool because what they do is they send an email to you every Friday with an organized grocery list and even instructions, y'all, on how to prep the meals for like the following week based on the meal plan that I choose. So I go to the grocery store with a game plan. I know exactly what I'm going to get. I do things like chop and make marinades ahead of town. I I mean, I'm like a whole chef. Okay, let me just tell you that. But then I only take like one hour a week to prep them. And all of the meals for the whole week are already put together. And so all I have to do is just cook them. And let me just tell you this right now. My family was tired of Taco Tuesdays every single week and hamburgers and spaghetti because those were the top three things and the only things that I cooked for them. But now, honey, oh, I am a whole chef. Okay, so here's what's kind of cool. The founder of Prep Dish, Allison, is offering the Still Coloring Podcast listeners, that is you, a free two-week trial just to test it out. All you need to do is go to prepdish.com slash Tony, T-O-N-I, for this incredible deal, you guys. Again, that's prepdish.com backslash Tony for your first two weeks free. Now, when your family is excited because you have turned into a chef, I want you to take some pictures of your meals, tag me in them, let me see what you cooked. I'll do the same. And I hope you have a whole bunch of fun cooking because I know I am. Okay, you ready for a deep question? All right. (laughs) The whole, the like motto of the Still Coloring Podcast is like, go deep or go home. That's kind of where we're at. We're like, "Mm." okay, so on this theme, worshiping, when it hurts. I just wonder, I mean, because, you know, people get it twisted that, oh, we're Christian, so our life is all perfect. (laughs) Okay. It ain't. It ain't. It may be a little bit easier because we got the Lord, but it's not easy. Wanda, can you talk about a time when you had to worship when it really hurt, when life sucked, when you were in a valley? Can you just share that with us, whatever you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, I think I've gone through like several seasons of that, honestly. Uh Um, I would say like a recent situation where that's occurred is like even now, honestly. So right now. <laughs> right now. Surprise, right now. y'all. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but I would say, you know how sometimes you pray to God and you're like, Oh yes, God, I want to go to the next level. Like Oh, level up. And so yes. you think that that looks amazing, but then God's like, Okay, let's let's do it. And so I think for me, what that's looked like is um this current season, God has been showing me things I never dealed with, like in the past. So it's like, oh, here's some past traumas you haven't dealt with or here, you might, you know, you might have some jealousy issues. Maybe you got to deal with that too. Or like, um, for instance, like I have some siblings as well who are um, in prison. And so like, I've also been dealing with that of like how that feels if like people are like, oh, congratulations, Wanda, you just did this. And then I get a call like, oh, congratulations. Well, not congratulations, but oh, like your brother, <laughs> oh, your brother is like, you know, in solitary confinement right now. And so, yeah, like things like that, Um, I would say like, 
I, I think God has been showing me how to worship in the valley because, yeah, it's like it's difficult because I feel like I'm starting to learn like a lot of different relationships. I've lost some friends along the way. I think also at this point in my career, too, I've been having to make a lot of hard decisions um, just because I love people and I always try to see the best in people. But I also work with a team now. And, you know, with our team, we have to be honest with each other. And so they'll be like, Wanda, I know you love this person as a friend, but as a business person, like, they don't show up. Immediately, no. They treat people horribly. Yeah. And it's like, this is not a quality work environment. Like, and so I've had to have hard decisions sometimes where it's like, ah, friend, business owner. And it's like, ah, like, yeah. as a Christian business owner, I can't allow the people I work with to be treated horribly just to stick up for one person because that's not fair and that's not loving. But then also seeing like, oh, how is it loving to give that person grace? But then I also like respectively might have to fire that person. So <laughs> Yes, it's so real. I think, it's so real. Yeah. So I think that's been hard because I've been navigating like grief in a sense of that, of like, man, I have some people who are really my friends, but I really had to let them go. And like it really does kind of like mess up relationships um after that. So I think I've been navigating all those different things because at the same time I still have to show up to work per se and still make music that glorifies God, still make music that I truly love praising God and truly love exuding joy. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, as I'm trying to battle this joy, like the new level that God is taking me to, he's showing me how to praise him out of grief. So out of, can I still show up with joy today, getting news that my brother is in prison? Can I still show up with joy today, seeing that I had to lose a friend who was with me every day, normally, like through my career? Or like, can I still show up with joy, you know, in spite of all these different things that come my way? So for me, it's definitely been a season of that. I even started going to therapy Come up. this year, too. Listen, yeah. you know, I'm into the therapies, honey. It changed yeah, your so life. Definitely really challenging because, you, yeah. you know, my therapist asked me some challenging questions. So I'm like, you know, uh -huh. what, are my motives? what are my whys? Let me, let me evaluate that. <laughs> What's under so, that, under that, under that? Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's definitely been difficult. But I think, I think one thing I've learned through this season is having a strong foundation is very important. Because I think if I didn't know what I believe, I would definitely have just like just fallen and been passed out. You didn't fail out. You didn't fail straight out. But OK, here you said so many good things just now. I, I think I want to lean into a couple of things. Let me first just say I'm so sorry. Um, I have three older brothers or I had three older brothers. One passed away this um, uh, past summer and um, I had two brothers in and out of jail, drugs, gangs, alcohol. And I feel you deeply to wake up to followers and likes and testimonies and stand on stages and to have to hold that the people that that really know you the deepest because you grew up with them that share your blood um don't have the best testimonies themselves just yet yeah and that's hard like I get teary thinking about it um me and my one of my brothers we've just reconciled in so many beautiful ways literally just over this past year um and so but it's hard it's it's weird you for for many of us in the christian space like we don't just want like a faith that touches the world we want a faith that touches our family right like we want our families to be changed the people that we love and know deeply and so i just want to you know say i'm sorry i didn't know that um and thank you for sharing that that's hard um what's interesting is that you are exuding right now everything that i stand for number one being willing to say, I have literally made it this far. There are so, so many great things from the outside looking in. It's like, oh my goodness, look at everything that Wanda's done. Look at all that God's blessed her with. And still you choose to take a moment and say, I got some things that haven't been dealt with. I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to take some space out of my time that I could be in the studio with my man, 
with my team and I'm going to go do the hard work of looking back at some of my wounds and grieving. And oh my gosh, grieving is so difficult, but it's so needed. Grief is the passageway to healing. It's the passageway that we need. It's the golden ticket to move forward. And so I just want to commend you on being like, okay, like, sure. Yeah, I could keep going. I could have so much more success. Like, sure, 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 sure. But I'm going to take a moment to step back and say, let me go heal these things so I won't be uh, looking crazy out here on the other side. Um, <laughs> how do you show up with joy still? Like, it's not as easy as just saying it. I know that. But through all of that, through seasons of transition, through making sure that you have an excellent team that honors people, how do you still show up with joy? Yeah, I think I've definitely been pulling out different tools. So um, I think some practical tools that have been helping me along the way were one, like music. So I'm like evaluating my playlist. Let me not listen to depressing songs right now. <laughs> let me let me, let me pull out my arsenal Girl. of like top tier worship, top tier Christian rap, all of that. So um, one was that. So I started listening to music that brought me joy. So I wanted to listen to artists who were saying uplifting things, saying encouraging things. That's whenever the lyrics start mattering. You're like, let me make sure. You're like, let me just make sure because if not, you in the... <laughs> you in the mirror singing, you got it, you got it, man. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so that was tool number one, my music um, that I was intaking. So I was like, my playlist on fleek. Um, tool number two, encouraging scriptures. So I will Google, what are some Bible verses for when you're feeling depressed? What are some Bible verses for when you're feeling low? Um, just different things like that, too. Um, just to encourage myself and remind myself, like, what does the word of God say to remind yourself? Because, like, you can know, but then you need a reminder. And so just so I can meditate on those things. So I wanted to meditate one on like just those songs, like encouraging worship songs, things like that. So that way, when I'm singing, I'm singing things that are reaffirming me of who Jesus says I am. Also with the Bible verses, I want to reaffirm myself with like who God says I am. Um, so those are two practical ways. Like I like still kept myself through through the valley, you know, kept going. Three, prayer, stay prayed up, you know. <laughs> Um, and then four, I think I alerted my friends to like, hey, man, I'm feeling kind of sad, man. Like, so like encourage me. Yeah. And I think that's really important. I think you have to humble yourself to do that yeah. sometimes. Because you're like, ah, I ain't trying to do all that. But uh, definitely told my husband and then told some of my closest friends like, hey, like, man, I'm feeling kind of sad. Like, I need y'all to pray for me. Yeah. Like, for real. Um, and that actually really helped. And um, yeah, just I think I also taught, fought to continue to show up to places. So like, um. For instance, I had a studio session with one of my friends. She came from out of state. And who knew? God used that session to encourage me. So like, I was having like a really sad day. And then she came. And then just her being herself reminded me of like myself at my happiest moments. And I was like, wow. Like So her just being herself and just like exuding joy was able to encourage me. And then along with all those other things I was doing to reinforce, helped me feel back to normal kind of and like back to myself. So like all those little things just kind of carried me on each day leading up to like me meeting up with my friend, kind of like her joy, the Holy Spirit kind of radiating off of her being like, oh, that, wow, that's encouraging to me. So those are some things I have that's done so good. to like assist myself in the valley. Fam, can we, can we get a little honest here for a second? 
am I the only person that struggles to remember scripture? I mean, don't get me wrong. I I have that one scripture that I'm holding on to that I will never forget forever. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine. But those other ones, listen, child, they are hard to memorize. And here's the truth about scripture. Words have power. We know that what we say to ourselves, what we put in our heads. Those are the things that we end up believing about who we are, what our purpose is. And honestly, whether we're going to make it out of the valleys. So we're talking this season about worshiping when it hurts and the God of the valleys who does not leave us or forsake us. But if we don't know the words of God, the words that he left us, man, listen, we can believe some crazy things that maybe we won't make it out, that maybe he's not a good God. So I've got something special for you, fam. I partnered with a company this season called Dwell Differently. They are incredible and they're doing one thing really well. They're helping us memorize the Bible one verse at a time every single month. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I love receiving things in the mail. When you sign up for your monthly membership, y'all, you get this cute little mailbox kit. It's so good. It has temporary tattoos or stickers, a keychain and a print. Y'all, they even have jewelry. Listen, this is powerful. And we're not talking about a smiley face tattoo or a heart tattoo. These tattoos are going to help you remember scripture. It's really, really good. And I want to encourage you right now, head on over, check them out, dwelldifferently.com. You'll be amazed at how God can use just one Bible verse to change everything for you. And y'all know I got a code for you, you know. Use the code Tony for your first month free. You heard that right. Dwelldifferently.com, use the code Tony, whole month for the free. Okay, listen, I'm going to do a recap real quick for the people that's that's driving or they got their kids screaming in the back because those three those three resources that you just listed are truly life-changing. And here's what what I want to point out too. Absolutely, like worship matters. Find your playlist, sing that thing, okay? Um of course scripture matters. Like you got to get some scriptures, you got to make sure that you have some words of truth. Like we have so many words that are all over the place. Words on Instagreasy, words on TikTok, Facebook, all the different things. But words of truth that that withstand the test of centuries and even death, like that's what we need. Um, and of course, your community, like your people that can be a reflection of Jesus to you when you are just down and about. But the consistency around that, I bet, is what carries you through. You didn't just do that for three days. One day, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm straight, I'm back. You're doing that. You're living a life on the offense, not the defense. It's the consistency that matters. Like we need, it's so funny because I like to eat, okay? (laughs) Like a lot. And I love good food. Like every single meal, I want it to be a 10 out of 10, okay? If not, I'm starving out here. And that's such a privilege. Okay, let me just put that out there. Um, But I'm working out as well, trying to get rid of this baby weight. And I laugh all the time because I'm like, I'm really just working out so that I can eat whatever I want. But if I stopped eating donuts every day, okay, and got consistent with what I actually ate, then I would see more of the fruit of working out. And I just think when we're in these valleys, when we're struggling, if we start to put healthy practices in place and become consistent with it, we would see more of the fruit when hard times come. Because we say, oh, no, no, I've built some muscles for this. 
Like, I, I don't have one big ab anymore. I got a couple of them so I can handle some things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but I just love that about you. Okay. Last question I want to ask you. Um, this is for someone listening and watching right now um, who may be in the valley. And they're just like, man, that was inspiring. That's amazing. Like, I just, I wish that one day this incredible artist, woman of God, wifey, great friend, would just speak some encouragement to me right now in this valley. If someone was listening right now and they just were sitting with you at a coffee table and they closed their eyes and they were just like, help me. Could you be that friend in the studio that exudes joy and speak to their hearts right now? Yeah, I would definitely say, hold on. You know, <laughs> the Lord loves you. Just hold on. Hold on. <laughs> the Lord loves you and joy truly will come in the morning. It don't mm. seem like it. There might be a cloud covering it, yeah. but you know, that cloud is going to move and you're going to see the sun. You're going to be like, oh yeah, the sun is right there, you know? And so I would just say, hold on though, for real, like, because there's people who need you. Um, there's people who love you. Even if you can't see it in that moment, like you just have to just, just continue to hold on another day and just truly know that you are loved. The Lord loves you, that you're amazing. You have a purpose, you have a calling. And, you know, know that I love you. Even if you don't feel like the people in your area love you, I love you. And I'm praying for you that, you know, that the Lord will continue to use you and you'll make it another day and you'll be able to experience just the joy and the happiness that you know is somewhere inside of you. And so that's the encouragement I would give you. Just hold on. Keep going. The Lord loves you. We praying for you. We rooting for you. And I can't wait to see what your next season looks like. This is just one chapter. This Come is another on. chapter. Come on. Wanda, that was so good. Okay, listen. I'm going to do something different here. I just feel led by the spirit to do this. Um, usually I just tell the guests like, oh, can you pray us out? But one day I love you. I really do. I I, I genuinely feel the spirit of the Lord um, just in your corner. Like I just keep I just keep feeling like he's saying I haven't forgotten about you. I'm still here. I haven't forgotten about you. I'm still here. And I want to pray over you. I want to pray over your brother. I want to pray over these hard transitions. I want to pray over this next level for you. Um, and then we'll bounce. Is that okay? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Um, Lord, we just thank you so much that you are a big God that does really, really big things. And we have seen you do that in Wande's life. Um, but you're also the God of intimate, small, daily moments. It's who you are. And God, I just lift up Wande to you, Father. Like, what an incredible woman you created. Um, a woman that does not just live a life on stage, but lives a life completely surrendered to you in the quiet places. I pray, God, over her family. I pray over her siblings. I pray over her brother, Father. I pray in the moments, God, when he is alone in solitary confinement here on this earth, God, that he would be closer to you than ever before. God, I pray that you would show up in his life, in the room. You show up, Father. That's what you do the best. You are a redemptive God. You are a God that, God, you are with your people in the fire pits. And so I just pray, God, that you would be with him right there in the darkest of moments. Father, I pray over Wande's career. I pray, God, that you would just birth duplicates of her in this world. People that are unashamed to worship you and to allow you to open doors that only you could open. God, I pray, God, that as she continues to worship you and give you honor and glory, God, you would continue to open doors for her that are for her, that are healthy for her. God, I pray for her on this healing journey. 
Gosh, many of us know that this healing journey is hard. The grief is hard. The losses are difficult. The boundaries that you have to set, they're so hard, but they're worth it. We don't want to just be a holy generation, Father. We want to be a generation that heals our wounds, a generation that pursues wholeness in the way that we treat people, respond to things in the way that we're triggered, in the way that we hold deep pain and hurt. And so, God, thank you for this time. I pray that these words, that this conversation, that Wande's vulnerability and honesty here today blesses someone like crazy. And that maybe, just maybe, today would be the day that someone listening and watching decides to hold on. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love you, girl. Love you, too. Thank you so much for being on the Still Coloring Podcast. No problem. I get the whole emails and everything. I love ah! all your newsletters. They're great. Listen, I get your stuff too, baby. I be watching all the little uh, videos of the people responding in the car. I keep, I keep being like, dang, I want to be in the car. I want to listen to the, <laughs> uh, uh, you and Doe, uh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> love you, girl. Thank you. All right. Hey fam, I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast. It's produced by me, your host, Tony Collier, and edited by Robert Elkins. The music is by my sweet husband, Sam Collier, lead pastor of Story Church. The artwork, all of the graphics and beautiful things you see marketing the podcast are by my good friend, Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show note illustrations, which you have to download on my site, are by Emily Mills of Sketch Academy. And if you love listening to the podcast, let me just tell you right now, you're going to really love watching the episodes. Head on over to my YouTube channel at Tony J. Collier and check out the full episodes from top to bottom edited by my good friend, Kendall Patterson of Lovely House Media. And I want to remind you of this. You can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of your valley. Love you.